The life of a sports reporter is not for the faint of heart. Many dedicate their entire careers, their entire lives, to the pursuit of a story worthy of being told. The stories themselves are appreciated by millions, but the storytellers, not so much. Who are they? What is their story? What have they learned from this crazy adventure? It's the storytellers that always have the neatest stories. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Storyteller Stories. I'm Haley Kate Webb, and I'm here today with photographer Kevin Snyder. Kevin is a recent graduate of the University of Arkansas, and while he was there at Arkansas, he worked as a photographer for lots of things, but also one of my favorites, the Razorback Athletics. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. So I just kind of want to start off and talk about your general journey to photography, when and why you picked that up, and then also how the doors opened that led for the opportunity to shoot for the Razorbacks. So um, it's kind of a kind of an interesting, not interesting story, but um, I first picked up a camera probably around like third grade or so. Um, I grew up playing sports and my dad would always take pictures of me while I was playing. Um, and when we'd go out on family vacations and stuff, uh, he would always have his camera. And so it just kind of felt natural for me to, uh, play around and just kind of see what he was doing. And then just over the years, I gradually just kind of picked it up more and more. And then when I got to college, that was kind of the first time that I really stepped out on my own, um, and just kind of started experimenting a little bit more. And I got a job working for the school newspaper, the Arkansas traveler. Um, so I've got a little bit of a journalism background with that, um, because one of my friends when I was in architecture actually had a job working for the traveler. So she was pushing me to do that. Um, mainly because the LSU game that I believe, I don't remember if we won that game or not, but the LSU game in 2016, I think it was. Uh, she actually used my camera and I was like, wait, how do I, how do I do this? How do I get this opportunity? So I applied for the traveler and then I just kept showing up to sporting events, kept shooting as much as I could. And then I actually ended up um, meeting and kind of getting to know the head photographer for the Razorbacks. And about my junior year, I was like, I, I'm done with architecture. I, I can't do this anymore. I found myself actually at the, at the field more than I did in the studio. So I sent him an email and said, Hey, can you, can you look at my portfolio? I want somebody who's in the industry uh, to look at it, to review it. Let me know what I need to work on. What, let me know what I like, what looks good. And he was like, yeah, you've, you've got some stuff to work with. I'm going to see if I can shoot you or uh, fill you into the shooting rotation. I was like, okay, cool. That'll work. Not really thinking much of it. I figured, okay, it's just kind of like a, as needed basis here. Hey, you, do you want to shoot a football game? That's kind of what I was thinking it was going to be. And then it turned out that I was one of the assistant photographers and every football game, uh, basketball games, baseball. Uh, yeah. So it was just kind of a by chance thing that I got started with the Razorbacks and yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I am by no means, a seasoned photographer, but I have dabbled in a little bit of photography here and there. And sometimes I feel like there is so much going on. So much goes into one shot, especially sports photography. So what do you think 
for you, what was the biggest learning curve or was there just a time when it all clicked and it all made sense, technically speaking, or did you just always kind of have the talent? Um, that's kind of tough. Um, I definitely know. So, okay. It's kind of, how do I want to put this? Um, there's multiple answers that I can go with. Um, the, the moment that it kind of clicked, for me, um, I guess kind of confidence wise, it was actually probably back in while we were, while I was shooting the golf national championships back in 2019. So it was, I think, I guess my second season shooting for the shooting for the Razorbacks. And there was, there's something about it. Just, I guess I felt, I felt more like I belonged. Um, I felt more like I knew what I was doing and I, have no, I've like I've actually noticed a, a difference in the quality of my work from that point on, just because, like I said, I knew I felt like I knew what I was doing. I was more confident. Um, so that was probably the moment that it clicked for me uh, in that aspect of it. But as far as like the technical aspect of like shooting sports itself, like the actual action, the action, um, I think it's kind of part just understanding the sports um and being so engrossed in the way that sports work because i'm a huge sports fan like most of the people that know me especially like when i first got in college they referred to referred to me as sports guy because that's all i would talk about so a combination of just having a deep understanding of the way that sports work um and how and like the different media that people show and uh the different media outlets and just having um an interest in those as well as just kind of experience like my dad and I, my dad's an airline pilot. So he and I would go shoot air shows, uh, growing up like senior year of high school. I skipped a skip two days of high school, two days of class. And he and I went up to Reno, shot the, the Reno air races, which is basically just like NASCAR, but airplanes really fun. Um, so the, having that background and having a deep understanding of the way sports work, that kind of, I guess gave me a leg up in the way that I shot like action and stuff. Um, and it's, it's really just been a learning and seeing what, what other photographers are doing. Cause I have, there's so many people that I follow that I try and emulate and I'll, I'll see a shot and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I wonder what this would look like if it's like a shot of baseball. Um, I'll try it out at baseball and then I'll look at it and be like, wait, I wonder what this would look like maybe at like tennis or, or basketball. So it's just kind of a combination of seeing, seeing the media that gets posted and then just experimentation. And that's kind of really how it's all clicked for me personally. Yeah. Okay. You talked about being a big sports fan. So the question that I always hear people ask different sports media members, and that I've always wondered about, especially with photography, because I feel like you're busy the whole game. It, can you still be a fan and do the sports photography or is it hard? It's, it's tough. It's definitely kind of tough. Um, I personally have, it's been weird because even like from day one, I, I always kind of was afraid that I would find myself being more of a fan than I was like actually shooting the action. And then I, I got on the court cause my first basketball, my first sporting event that I ever shot, was the Mississippi State game, uh, January 10th, 2017. Don't ask me why I remember the exact date. Um, I just do, it's just, I, yeah. 
Um, but I got there and it just, everything for some reason clicked. Like I just, there was a calmness to me. Uh, I still found myself like talking to myself, like uh, cheering for the guys while I was sitting there shooting. Like I said, just talking to myself, like, oh, come on, dude. Like we got to, got to hit this shot. Um, but when it's almost like anything, like people, I, I, I don't know if accountants do this, but like when they're, when they cross, walk through those doors, um, they have, they have a work mode that they get into. And so they, they know that that's like what they're here to, there to do. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of the same way that I am. Uh, and a lot of photographers is that once you, once you put the credential on, once, once you get that camera in your hand, when you're on that field, you go into a work mode and everything just kind of, um, gets blocked out. Like you, you, you know what you're supposed to do, you know, your responsibilities, you know what you should and shouldn't do. Uh, but there are different times that I will find myself still, still being a little bit of a fan, but you don't find yourself being as much of a fan as like normal people. Okay. Do you have a favorite sport to shoot both technically speaking and then just like personal preference? That's, that's a very tough question because, um, everything is so different and, and the more sports that I shoot, the more, the more, uh, I'm reminded of how different these sports are. Mm -hmm. So probably like from the personal, personal standpoint, I think baseball and softball are two of my favorite sports to shoot simply because I grew up playing baseball. I played from, uh, like first grade through senior year of high school. So I spent 13 years on the diamond. Um, so that's, that's always been my first love growing up. So from the emotional aspect of it, I would have to say those, but you have such different variety with the different sports. Like for instance, football, football, I love because a, um, it's usually the top dog. It's, it's always the number one sport, whether it be college or like NFL. Um, the, the action is so unique and, uh, so fast paced. And the facial expressions when you're in close that you can see through the helmet are just incredible, especially if you get like a hard hit, uh, somebody just getting absolutely blown up on a play, uh, those facial expressions, as well as just the size of the athletes, like you're not going to find any of these athletes anywhere else. Uh, so from that aspect of it, I love football, the, the rawness of like basketball and volleyball, where you don't have anything blocking you, uh, blocking your access to those facial expressions because they don't have a helmet on. You're in close a lot of the time. Um, you get that raw emotion. And like with basketball, they are, and like I say, it's another set of freak athletes. I mean, how many people are in the world are seven foot tall being able to jump 40 inches? It's like, what? Right. So that aspect of it, um, I would have to say, like, I, I love that aspect of basketball. And then you have sports that are so much harder to shoot, like swimming, tennis, uh, track, all for very, like, for very different reasons, uh, but all also very similar reasons. They're all very repetitive. Uh, it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with swimming and tennis. And then with track, a lot of the times they're running in a straight line. How do you make somebody running in a straight line look, look, uh, <laughs> photogenic it, it's kind of tough so just being able to to find an experiment with whether it be different lighting situations different angles different lenses um in those sports that's what makes those sports fun and so 
I would have to say to actually truly answer the the technical aspect of what my favorite sport to shoot is, it would probably be the one that I am like the one that I'm shooting at that moment. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you mentioned baseball and some of my favorite pictures that I've seen of yours are from baseball and some softball. And it's those detailed ones where you have like the glove or just the bat or just a close-up of DVH or something like that. So what's the motivation behind those close-up detailed shots? How did you decide to start shooting those? Honestly, um, it just, it's kind of always been, I've always been at, like, I've always had a knack for detail. A lot of my friends um, kind of hate me sometimes because whether it be walking down the street or sitting in a room, I'll look up and see uh, a light is like, out of place just ever so slightly. And like that little detail sticks in my brain. Um, and when I'll point it out to people, they're like, why? I hate you now because now I can't unsee that. Uh, so my brain has always kind of been uh, attached or not attached, attracted to uh, the details. So when I'm, shooting, when I'm shooting a sport, I have kind of this checklist of wides, medium, tight, and details. Just because that's truly how you tell a story. If you watch any movie, you see the opening shot is called the establishing shot. It's usually the wide shot. Like, I know, I'm sure you've probably seen Harry Potter. I actually haven't. You've never seen Harry Potter? I've never seen it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Disappointing. That's okay. <laughs> um, I know I've, I've, I've learned more people have, have, haven't seen it. But, um, but, okay, so pick like your favorite movie. You know, the, the first shot, usually it's like really wide. They show you kind of the setting, where they're at, stuff like that. And then you have another like shot of a person that's like from the waist up, it's a little bit tighter. And then you gradually get in tighter and tighter before, until you get to the details. And so that's kind of how I try and approach a game is having that checklist because that's how you tell a story. So a lot of these detail shots, I've either had prior experience of like understanding that this is part of the game. You, you don't get this, this piece of action. Like uh, one of the shots of Casey Opitz putting pine tar on his bat. That's one of my favorite ones because baseball is the only sport that uses pine tar. Mm -hmm. So it, it's such a unique detail to that sport. Um, but also it's a lot of the stuff that I've seen other people do. Um, the, the new, or I guess not, well, she's kind of new. She started in January. The head photographer for Auburn, um, Shanna Lockwood, she is famous for her detail shots. Um, so she's been one that I've actually tried to kind of emulate, emulate a lot, seeing the way that she sees different minute details and then trying to incorporate them into my stuff. Um, so it's kind of a combination of just the, the attraction of detail that my brain has and then trying to tell a story and just seeing how other people approach the world and trying to emulate those. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And what you said about trying to tell a story, I did want to kind of touch on that because I think when people think about storytelling, it's typically with words or a video. And I don't think that photography necessarily comes to mind first off, but I think that photography is such a neat way of storytelling. So I want to get your opinion on how you think photography I mean, you kind of touched on it, but how do you think it brings something new, something special to storytelling or if it does? I, I definitely believe that it does. Um, the thing with like either 
writing or speaking or video is you have, you're able to kind of uh, use motion uh, per se with, with writing, you fill in like little minor details with whether it be footnotes or stuff like that with, with speaking, you can explain something a little bit differently to somebody who maybe doesn't understand what's happening. And with video, you have, um, like you have everything kind of at your disposal with like different, different, uh, like with, well, yeah, with movement, trying to formulate my thoughts here. Um, you're able to tell a story a little bit easier with video because you see see the actual changes uh, frame by frame in a person, whether it be like a person's emotion or the way that the scene changes. But with photo, it's it's a moment in time. It's a freeze frame. So being able to to capture that with, like I say, with either the details or using the wide shots, that's uh, that's why I approach sports the way that I do that I do with that kind of checklist is everything everything needs to be able to work together. Mm-hmm. Photos are you you've heard the 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 phrase uh pictures worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. With with that you a strong photo should be able to tell a story on its own. Um so just being able to to capture that a specific moment that you'll never be able to tell like you'll never be able to capture again is, is a great way to tell a story. Uh, but being able to use different, different aspects, different, different angles, you're able to tell a story a lot better and a lot more uniquely because I mean, yeah, you can get in close, you can get in extremely tight with, with video, but it, it's almost a little bit different. Um, and so yeah, I guess um, I guess that answer kind of answers your question of yeah, um, the way that like the uniqueness of being able to tell stories with photography. It's definitely a lot harder because mm-hmm. you you only have that that moment in time. Uh, it can be thirty seconds of time with with movement, um, or it can be twelve hundredth of a second. Like that's that, that's what I shoot sports at is usually like twelve hundredth of a second. You know how fast that is. Like that's wow, that's yeah. wild. So just being able to tell a story in that, that short of amount of time um, is definitely a challenge, but it's, it, it definitely gives it a, a different type of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of this reminds me of a quote from, I don't remember who said it, some, somebody that covered sports about how sp- the story in sports is always the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Like those are the two sides of the story. So as a photographer, do you think that one of those is easier to capture or do you prefer capturing one like the player that's just been defeated or the celebration? It's tough. Um, I think just like with anything, uh, with anything in life, and I've kind of been known to answer many questions like this. It depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, if uh, Razorbacks first home win, first home SEC win in what three years yeah. um i'm definitely like i definitely want to shoot shoot the celebration a lot more than i would want to shoot like the agony of defeat for Ole miss mm-hmm. but there are other situations where um it's that agony tells a story mm-hmm. like the um if i remember correctly 
there was a photographer back who shot for sports illustrated. Um, he, you know, like a group of four guys were the f- only f- at one point up to one point, were the only photographers to have shot every single super bowl up until I don't remember what number that they ended on, like what number, how many they were all able to go to, but I want to say, I know for sure they shot Super Bowl 48. So they went to 48 consecutive Super Bowls. And he was one of the guys was saying how the, one of his favorite shots during, I believe, Super Bowl two, three. I want, it was either Super Bowl, oh no, three with the Jets. I want to say it was Super Bowl two was the shot of either one of the players or one of the coaches sitting on the bench uh, just after, just after the clock hit zero, uh, just after the whistle blew, uh, was just kind of, was just sitting there still. Um, you could see the amount of weight that that, that man had felt in that moment from the agony of defeat. Uh, so a situation like that, where if I'm trying to tell a story of the game, uh, not necessarily for a team, but if I'm shooting for like sports illustrated, then in that situation, I might try and shoot the, the agony of defeat versus the celebration. Uh, but it also depends on, like say the situation. So, cause I wouldn't want to shoot the agony of defeat shooting for the Razorbacks because that's kind of in my job description is I got to make the Razorbacks look good. Uh, <laughs> they're doing a lot better job of making my life easier in, in that, and that aspect of it, uh, because it's a lot more fun to shoot, shoot a winning team. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, like I said, depend on, depends on the situation, depends on the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. That's actually one of the questions I had because you've had the opportunity to shoot Razorback baseball when they're at their peak and track, which is always at their peak constantly. And then Razorback football at the worst of the worst. So I was going to ask, like, does the success of a team impact your enjoyment of shooting them? Yes, very much so. Um, because I mean, I imagine that watching, watching the games the last couple of years, uh, hasn't been fun as, as a fan for you personally, has oh, it? No. Yeah. So if it's, if, if a fan's not enjoying it, it it's kind of tough from the photographer's aspect of it, because I mean, just depending on the, the quality of play, if, if people keep dropping passes, if uh, people keep missing tackles, well, then now that's, that's stuff that I can't use. Um, or an empty stadium, that's, that's stuff that I can't use. So shooting for a team that's not producing as well uh, on the field is, is a lot harder because all of a sudden now you're, you're handcuffed. You, you can't use specific angles. You can't, you can't look for uh, different shots. Like if you look at the way that LSU's creative team performed last year, mm-hmm. they were able to do so much of what they were able to do because of the historic team that LSU had. Mm-hmm. Whereas with like with us, it was, it was a little bit tougher because we couldn't like shoot wide, wide shots of the stadium very often because there wasn't as, as many people as we would like in the, in the stands. Um, people like dropped passes, stuff like that. Like I touched on before but with, with baseball, especially here with the Omahogs, it's, it's so much more fun because when the team's having fun, you're having fun. You're, you're able to get the emotion, the, the celebration, 
the the fans in the stadium um when you have when you have a full a packed house it, it changes the atmosphere it changes the way that you see things um and so when when a team is doing well on the field it, it definitely does change and affect the way that a photographer shoots mm-hmm. so uh, shooting for somebody like baseball is a lot different and i would i would definitely say i have to say a lot more fun um because who's not having fun when you're winning right. so yeah yeah talking about baseball reminds me of something i want to touch on two i think probably two of my favorite pictures that came out of this whole covid era were two that you took of bogle and bomb stadium with the locks when everything got locked mm-hmm. up and the season got canceled so i wanted to ask what challenges COVID brought to you as a photographer, but also if it brought any opportunities to document things like you did with the locks, document a piece of history. It definitely, definitely brought across, brought up uh, a lot of challenges. Um, there was a lot of opportunities that I, I missed out on. Um, baseball has made it to Omaha the last two years. This year, they were definitely on track. Um, to potentially make it three years in a row. Uh, obviously, depending on how things would have played out, would have been the true the true determination of, of how, if they would have been able to go. But they definitely looked like they were on a path to make it back to Omaha. And the prior two years, just because different little circumstances, I wasn't able to go. And so this year, my boss, he was like, like if we, if we go to Omaha, you're on the trip. Like, you, you're going. There's no question about it. Um, and, and so when when the news came out March 12th, I believe it was, uh, that, that Arkansas was going online and all of these schools were starting to cancel sports. It definitely crushed me a lot because I, I was going to miss out on my chance to, sh- to shoot a college world series for Arkansas as a student. So that was definitely a challenge. Um, just a lot of the games that I missed out on because that's, that, that's money. Uh, that's money that I was missing out on, and especially as a as a college kid that was coming close to graduation. Um, times are going to be tough post grad life, and which they definitely have been. So it definitely would have made things a lot easier if COVID didn't happen. But it also challenged me because um, it, it forced me to to try and tell a story and, and and document a lot more, like like I was trying to do with those lock pictures. Um, those, those pictures are like right now, it, you definitely understand the significance of it. Um, but I think many years down the road, one thing that is going to be a lot interesting is, is I'm going to look back and see those and remember, oh yeah, like that, that was the years, that was the year of COVID. That was the year of the shutdown. Um, so it challenged me to try and get a little bit more creative, but I will say with COVID shutting everything down, um, it, it gave me the opportunity to, to get out and explore a lot more. I had never been to devil's den before, um, before things shut down. Uh, this is my sixth year in Northwest Arkansas. I'd never been to like devil's den. Um, uh, and I'd never been a lot of places. And so it, it gave me the opportunity to be able to kind of branch out and, and see a lot of the area that I'd missed that I maybe wouldn't have been able to, with COVID and then it gave me, it forced me a little, to be a little bit more creative with how 
um, I shot and like it gave me more time to learn different things. Like I, I've kind of slowly started to get into the shoe game. Um, and, and so one of the things that I love to do is uh, learn different things. And so learning to photograph products and shoes has definitely been a, a, a benefit of, of the way that COVID has happened. Yeah. I saw your uh, picture of the Razorback shoe. That was a good one. Uh, that's probably one of my favorites. Uh, I, I do. I do love that one just because it, the way that I was able to get the lighting and everything and just being my first real attempt at like shoes and stuff. It, it, it's definitely one of my favorites. So, yeah. Okay. Well you mentioned it, but I was going to ask it. I was going to ask if you had a favorite shot or favorite series of shots that you've ever taken. Ooh, okay. That's, that's tough. Um, just because there's so many different, I mean, I think uh, I've probably taken close to 60, 70,000 pictures just in 2020 alone, which is a lot. Um, so I definitely think one of my favorites is probably my top three favorite photo of all time is a, a photo that I took of uh, Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium in the Fred Smith Center at sunrise two years ago, last year? Last year, yes. Uh, last August, it was the Thursday before the first home game. And just the way that the clouds rolled in, um, it, it was it was cloudy kind of above the stadium. It was, but it was it was pretty clear every kind of around everything else. Uh, so it wasn't like I was shooting on a, a cloudy day. Um, the colors, just the way that the colors popped with the sun. Um, and then I, I, I don't know if it lasted like longer than 15 seconds, but there's a spot in the Fred Smith center, which is the, the football training facility mm-hmm. where the sun broke through behind one of the dorms. That's actually up on the Hill behind the building but it peeked through, uh, peeked through behind, above that dorm, just under the roof line of the Fred Smith Center. So I was able to get a huge starburst, uh, which kind of what I was actually looking for in that photo. And the way, the fact that I was able to get get the sun, the in the exact position that I wanted it, just the colors, the dynamic uh, clouds that I had, the color, yeah, like like I said, the coloring. Um, that's probably one of my favorite shots of all time. Um, and then it's just, I think when I was shooting, ba- shooting baseball this, this past February down in Houston, uh, which was one of my favorite things about this, about 2020, because I actually grew up in Houston, uh, a huge Astros fan. And so being able to, to shoot in Minute Maid Park for the Razorbacks was, yeah. was a dream come true. Uh, there's a series of shots that I have of Patrick Wicklander warming up in the outfield that just with the stadium behind them, the lights, uh, everything about it just is, is something that right now, at least I, I'm, I'm going to cherish because the situation um, and just the way that everything turned out for me personally was amazing. So that's definitely the football shots, probably my favorite single shot and then the football stadium shot. And then the kind of the series of really just the entire trip to Houston, uh, but the the series of Patrick Wicklander warming up in the outfield are probably some of my favorite series of photos. Yeah, I was gonna ask you what your favorite 
location that you've got to shoot at was, whether it was a college world series or the softball world series or golf or that, but I'm guessing it's was Houston at Minute Maid Park. Um, Houston's definitely Minute Maid. Houston definitely up up on the list. Uh, that's definitely that's very tough because it's always a blast shooting at AT and T Stadium as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so shooting there, getting any opportunity to shoot there is always enjoyment. Um, the blessings for the golf championship was massively fun. It's beautiful golf course, beautiful. Um, and probably the only time that I'll be, ever be able to shoot there. So that's definitely up there as far as favorites, just because of the situation, everything. Um, so, and I'm trying to think of the different, different other shots that I've, the places that I've shot. Um, yeah, I definitely think the three, those are definitely probably top three. I would have to say number four would obviously have to be bomb bomb stadium on a packed Friday night. Can't beat Nothing it better. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. All right. Well, what's next for you? Um, you know, I'm still trying to kind of figure that out. Um, I waiting, back, waiting to hear back about an internship. I applied for an internship with the Minnesota twins. So I did an interview with them last week and then I'm just trying to wait patiently and hear back from them. So I'm hoping fingers crossed that I'll be able to spend uh, next year starting in January in Minneapolis shooting for the twins. So uh, I think that's probably the, the biggest what's next for me. Um, other than that, it's just kind of playing it by ear, seeing where the wind takes me, trying to uh, do, do shoots here and there and uh, make some money on the side. So, yeah. yeah. Well, before I let you go, what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody wanting to get into the sports industry with photography? Be present. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing that I can, that I can say is to be present, uh, whether it be shooting as many sporting events as you can, um, or just being present, present in the moment of learning from somebody, um, and hearing what they have to say. Um, but the biggest thing is definitely being as being at as many sporting events as you can, excuse me. Um, because that's how I got my start was I just, I was always there. There was very rarely a sporting event that I wasn't at. And so people began to know me, people began to know my work, um, which opened up so many other opportunities because as these sporting events happen, you get new people coming through, coming through the stadiums and you make different connections, you make different networks. And then the more that you shoot, the more work that you have and the better your work becomes. So as, as time passes your work hits hits a level that all of a sudden people are beginning to notice you a little bit more whether it be um on instagram or twitter or people start talking about you and 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 saying and talking about oh this kid's uh, this kid's good um i'm thinking about hiring this kid so just being present being able to shoot as much as you can um and being and being present at the moment of and not trying to either get ahead of yourself or, or dwell on maybe things that you should have done differently. Um, so I would definitely have to say being present is the biggest advice that I can, I can give to somebody trying to break into the sports industry and photography. I love that. Well, I could talk sports with you all day, but I'll let you go. That's pretty much all we got time for. Thank you again so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. 
Thank you so much. I am uh, very happy to be here. Very happy that you reached out and uh, wish you the best of luck. Thank you. You too. Mm-hmm.